Uh, good evening. Welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing App, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals. Good sentence. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well delivered. Uh, which is around 21 minutes. I did eloquation lesson. Elocution? Eloquation. Eloquation. <laughs> I think you should ask for your okay. money back, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm Shai Telly. And I'm Elias Kassam. And today, today we're going to discuss uh, yeah. why you're obsessed with truth. Yeah. And also why I'm completely not obsessed yeah. with truth. So I realize, like, we kind of come to this podcast because we both have this, like, affinity for the absurd. Yeah, and, like, true. the philosophical and this kind of nonsense. Yeah. But I realize the more we podcast and the more we hang out, that your connection, you just want a ridiculous theory. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it takes. Like, yeah. you just want nonsense ridiculousness. <laughs> I'm whatever. just chasing a story. Chasing I'm always chasing story. nonsense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, like, I love absurd kind of, um, you know, theories and stuff, and I always want that because it opens up the cavities of the mind, but that's all based on some notion that I also want the truth, and I don't mind, like, a theory being conventional. If or a cliche. Or a cliche if it's true. Um, but and the, my philosophical pursuit is a lot about this idea of finding truth or finding... And I think nonsense is so intrinsic to truth. And I think the idea of just like having these ridiculous theories opens us up to this possibility that, you know, anything could be possible. And I feel there's something beautifully true in that. But I was also thinking, like, why do I care so much about truth? Yeah, because it does govern a lot of your life decision. Yeah. Well, it probably governs them all, actually. Yeah, I've got this real fixation with like knowing reality and like yeah. being part of that. And being truth. Right? Being truth, being truth. But what, why do you just really have no regard for it? This is also like quite absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think for me, I think, it, you know, does it go to, you know, like honesty is so valued in society. You know, like people are always like, you know, he's a bad guy, but he's honest. Or he's this, but at least he's honest or whatever. Uh, and so uh, I don't value honesty at all. Something... <laughs> That's nonsense. You don't value, value honesty at all? No. What about in like, relationships where people are like, um, you really don't care if they tell you the truth, the truth about their feelings, about where they came from? No, but truth about feelings is already, it's already a lie. Like, no feelings are true. We exaggerate all of our feelings. You know, I'm like so happy in this moment. I'm in love with this moment. Right? We exaggerate all of our feelings. So do you think that... We exaggerate our emotions when we're trying to convey them, right? So do you think there's no point in like going towards some like approximation of truth? You might as well just completely disregard it and tell a, like and yeah, I don't think I'm telling. So they're not like levels of truth. I think there are definitely levels of truth, but I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm telling lies. I wouldn't say that I'm. I would say that maybe I'm just living uh, in a society. I'm just living in a way that I don't value honesty as much as everyone else. As much as everyone else. Yeah. yeah. But, so like, say there's this glass of water, yes. like, sparkling water, and you it's, call it just water. Right? Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not like a full truth, but it's not. It's not. It's not. A, it's not, it's not a calling it li- a wine. Yeah, exactly. Wait. So, you, so which one is? Is would you just call it wine? Or I would, would just call say. It I would water? just say it's water. I wouldn't say it's sparkling water. I'd just say you want some water. Okay. And then, like when I drink it, then it's you know sparkling. Sparkling. I'll spit it out. Yeah, but then that's part of the joke. Yeah, but so that's that's the whole thing. It's just like existence as a whole is just a joke to you. Yeah, 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 for sure. And also, I think within, like, we're obsessed with honesty in the terms of relationships. But uh, my, my favorite relationships are the ones where we just, when we're together, like, we just enjoy the time that we're together. And then just whatever happens after that happens. But how, how deep does that go? Is there not, like, this important kind of, 
understanding of someone's you don't want to understand their core being yeah, like the, he, the thing that makes that yeah but people most, are obsessed with this this idea that you need to understand someone's core being in a relationship and i do agree with that but i don't want to do that in the first 10 days like if i date someone long term for like two or three years then i would like the idea to really get to know their core but i don't have any attraction to that initially i don't want to find out someone's core being initially but why? i just want to find out what's on the surface but why, why, why do you want to just hover on the surface? Like, surely the interesting stuff. And, like, I think that's kind of yeah, but the I... most radical thing that we can do in our society in terms of, um, you know, absurdity is to actually kind of get to the core being so quickly yeah, rather yeah. than... Yeah, but when I've done that in the past, like, it just leads to att- attachment and dependency. So my theory is that if I hover on the surface and then delve into it slowly, it would create, a, like, actual love. Yeah, but do you ever do you ever let it go to the point where where it gets to that well, that, like, that core thing, or do you actually just hover and then give up? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd probably hover and give up. Yeah, but uh, no, but even when I do get to a core bit, I feel like I have to say I love you rather than do I actually feel it. No, but that's. But why do you say you? Oh, so you feel that you have to say you love you because we've been going out for two years. So yeah, and because to, we've reached that, I, I we know you love core, you. When we break up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, yeah, but then, that's why I don't value honesty because I know that I can. But I think this comes to the for me that honesty is. I mean, I think this comes because it is about intimacy. Like honesty, really. So I don't really know what what comes first for me: intimacy or honesty. truth or oh, truth. Okay, but the reason I am so concerned with like understanding what the true nature of reality is yeah. is because then I can connect to it. I want, I, want to be, I want to be immersed in this experience of life, in this reality, whatever it is. And yeah. I want to be connected to it. And I don't know if it's because I want to be connected in order to know what it is or I want to know what it is in order to be connected to it. Yeah, you don't know which way around it is. Right? Which, yeah. yeah. But I think... Um, yeah. So the, but the thing is, my notion of truth is like ineffable. Yeah, right? yeah, so I, I do believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do believe that knowledge, like that, there isn't any distinct, assertable knowledge of this universe. So that's why all these theories like fascinate me as well, because I don't think anything can be said categorically true. We can't yeah, describe the whole of reality with uh, sort of yeah, kind of one theory, linguistic yeah. or logical yeah, yeah, yeah. frameworks of no, language. exactly. But but is is yours like a giving up on that based on that notion? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like I said, mine's much more simplistic. I just, I think we overvalue honesty in society, so I've chosen to disregard. Why do it. we overvalue it? Like, I mean, what, what, why, why do you say it's overvalued? Like, what's, what's unvaluable about it? No, as is in, it never. I think we put too much stock in honesty. You know, like yeah, we like, alleviate a lot of people's flaws because they're honest. Wait, so if they're. So if they're vulnerable and honest about their flaws, then we forgive them. And you think we shouldn't forgive them? Yeah, like even like our whole legal system is based on the idea that if you're willing to accept guilt, you get a shorter sentence. Whereas if we prove to you that you've done the crime and you're saying you haven't done the crime, then you normally get a longer sentence. Yeah, like but that's not ex- honesty because that's like when you say if you accept that you're guilty when you're not guilty, that's dishonesty. No. So that's valuing dishonesty. No, no, but if you accept that you're guilty and you are guilty... Then okay. you get a shorter, okay. yeah, 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 you get a shorter sentence, right? Like we do, 
We yeah, value honesty. Still, I mean, you still killed the person. You still regardless. killed the person, right? Just because you're being honest about it doesn't mean. Yeah, and you're not on trial for your honesty. You're no. on trial for your. And that's action. what I'm saying. I think we overvalue honesty. We, we yeah, associate it with being kind and being nice and all of these things, but I think that's nonsense. No, but I think, I think it's great that we can have a system. I think it should be more. We should have a system where it's more saying that, you know, yes, we are fallible beings. We don't behave perfectly yeah, very yeah. well. Um, and so when you have somebody who's willing to accept that and like work on that and just say that, you know, I am fallible, I've done it wrong, yeah. uh, let me grow from this. I think that's great. No? Yeah, no, but that is... But it, it, do you think that's where it's coming from? What, what do you mean? What, where, what? Like I've done wrong, I want to work on this. Well, the, the, the question of, because some people will say, maybe say that or portray that in a dishonest way. Yeah. And that's not honesty. That's not, <laughs> right? Yeah, Hon- yeah. Honesty has got to be from, it's got to be from the center of the person being honest. And also honesty and truth are slightly different. Yeah, right? I was going to say, I don't know why we went to honesty, actually. Yeah. Honesty is the intention of truth, regardless of what it manifests. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Truth is this very grand concept. Yeah, but one that you're is. obsessed with, actually. So we didn't really got to the core of. So we, I know that you're obsessed with it, but how does it impact your life? Because, like, I know that we've both got this attraction to theories, and you're, it, like, opens, like you said, it opens a lot of theories. But how does it affect your, like, your real life? Well, it's, it's what makes me paint, write, dance with trees, make a podcast. <laughs> um, or no, maybe not make the podcast, because it's not, but, like, explore these ideas, at least. Yeah, Maybe that's manifest true. the podcast. Yeah. But I just find... And for me, like, for me, language, I think this is maybe something which is not what most people do. People think that philosophy, see philosophy as a way of describing reality or understanding what reality is. Or For yeah, me, it's yeah, just yeah. a way of using language in order to connect to the, like, magnanimity of the universe and sort of revel in that awe and wonder. Yeah. But that's based on some idea that, on some level, I feel like I've discovered truth. <laughs> in that, yeah, but it's in truth. that it's undiscoverable, in that it can never be discovered. So you've discovered that truth is undiscoverable. Yeah, and so then I can just... But there's a true way... I feel like... Yeah, but if you know that, then why are you what... obsessed with it? Well, because like, I feel like I have an understanding... Isn't that the ultimate theory? That it's undiscoverable? Then why do you keep trying to discover it? Well, it's undiscoverable because it keeps changing. I think that's the main, oh, that's the main thing. Like, but it's not in a constant state of flux. Like, does it change from one... Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. So, for me, we can't have a theory that it describes the total, totality of reality because the totality of reality, it's when we came changing. up with the theory, yeah, yeah, yeah. no longer exists. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but also because language is, you know, an abstraction of reality, not, not, <laughs> a, not a mimicking of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the way I generally see things is that um, kind of philosophy, mathematics, physics, they provide the context of existence, but existence itself lives within, like, the spaces of that thing. So I feel, to some degree, I think that that's a, acknowledging that and like engaging in that is a decent path towards truth. Yeah. So when I just like try and be and like pay attention yeah, like to the flow state the beingness yeah, yeah, of reality yeah. or that sort of untouchable. Yeah. Level, that's when I'm getting to some truth. That's when I'm getting to some intimacy with life. And it just like life just feels more like deeper, real, like not. So yeah, but you're obsessed with the idea of feeling deeper and yeah. connected to things. Yeah, but why? why? I don't know. Yeah, why? Why? Um, no, but then maybe I'm never. No, I. But why? Yeah. Why? Like conversely, why am I obsessed with not being connected to, like, the life or like, in, on a deeper level? Well, I think on some level, they maybe both stem from fear. Like for me, I'm scared of not living a full enough life. Right? How do you define a full life? 
one in which I truly existed and paid attention to things and like had a decent sensory experience and like was loving and giving and all those sort of things. Loving and giving is like a kind of separate, separate. I was going to say, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, but I just feel that when you say sensory, you mean like within nature. You mean like yeah. of our surroundings, like not necessarily like you know watch the watch great movies or whatever. Well, all of it, whatever. It's like it's like going to a Chinese buffet and just eating rice. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Who does that? Right? Who does that? No one oh, does exactly, that. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like... <laughs> huh? I feel... Oh, so you feel like... I feel uh, like if I'm there, I've got to have the Kung Pao chicken and the chow mein. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's interesting. So you think my existence is not living a full life? Well... Because I'm just hovering on the surface of reality. I'm not trying to go... <laughs> I'm not trying bad, to delve into of. it. Yeah, no, I think that's really fascinating because I wouldn't see myself as not living a full life. Yeah, and the irony is yeah. that if we went to Chinese buffet, you'd eat everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I would eat everything. This has got sugar. Yeah, but that's because I'm hovering on the surface of yeah, everything, yeah. right? I'm willing to try everything. Yeah, yeah. But so I think the 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 analogy is maybe not so good, but it is quite good. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, way, yeah, like a Chinese buffet. I think buffet. it's about the the vertical rather than the horizontal. So I think. There's this idea. I used to live very horizontally. So what I mean by horizontally is it like all was... the different things, tasting everything. So you can date like 300 women, right? And then you'll taste, you know, that's like quite a good uh, buffet. buffet. Yeah. And like, if they're all Chinese, then maybe not. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, I'm confused. Like, do you want to go to a Chinese buffet? Is that what's yeah, happening again? Always. Always. <laughs> always. Huh? I am quite hungry. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and... No, 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 but then, but I think maybe what I want to do is that when I eat that Kung Pao chicken, <laughs> I really want to eat that Kung Pao chicken, you know? And I'm, I'm just like, at the end of my life, I want, when somebody says, what did the Kung Pao chicken taste like? <laughs> I, I don't want to be like... At your funeral, I'm going to ask that question. Exactly. I was like, I don't know. I can't remember. I had like too many other dishes. I can't remember. I just want to be like, dude, that Kung Pao chicken. Man. Huh? And then somebody actually... just to say, that's not Chinese food. So that's just like appropriated Western version of Chinese food. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but dude, it was good. <laughs> this is actually, you know what? I'll give you credit. That is, it's actually quite a good analogy. Uh but maybe it comes down again to choice. Like I, maybe I, I'm not content at just having the Kang Pao chicken. Well, so I'm like that as well. Like, and I used to be more like this. But so when I first, what happened to me is just that basically I lived a very, very kind of like high energy life. Yeah, chaotic. Chaotic right? and yeah. stuff. And then I got sick and I was forced into a reality where I had to sit still. Yeah. And had to kind of find a way to, in a way, live that same Sort of reality, that yeah. adventurous spirit that I always had, or that yeah, yeah. idea of like wanting to taste everything, or without really moving. So one reason, one thing that I did in order to do that was like philosophy, like using yeah, philosophy yeah, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. and that's why I love all these different ideas because you can like kind of journey without like leaving your bed. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, but then, yeah, also what I realized is that there's that when I was staying in one place. And paying attention to like a smaller Everything. surrounding, yeah. Yeah. there's like so much depth to things that I never paid any attention to. But then, and why would you? If there's so much depth in in so many things. Why would you restrict yourself to a small room? Like now that you're better, doesn't it make doesn't it make sense to go out and just find the depth in everything? Yeah, so I do do that, but it but it's exhausting. Or it's not. No, possible. no, but it, it just doesn't come. Oh, you can only do it in a small space. You think? Well, I just yeah, I just feel that the. We're kind of as beings, we get 
and I think because we live in a society which is so fixated on the tangible rather than yeah, the intangible, the yeah. we don't notice thing. We don't notice the kind of the unknown. And even though, and what what tortures like me is that I've noticed it. I've seen it. And now you I've, can't I've see it. I've been in, yeah, I've been kind of in love with it. And, and then now. I'm still attracted to the horizontal way of living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, why am I not living in that intangible? Why don't I? So yeah. I, but is it possible to live in that intangible when you're well? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I think you can. There's loads of people who are like, you know, you know, monks and all that sort of stuff live in that kind of. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, very basic, repetitious lifestyle. Yeah, but then that kind of goes against what you were saying about living a very full life. Or is no, that when no, you felt like sorry, days. so you felt like that's when your life was most full, when yeah, you were finding the most, depth in like the little things. Yeah, but I think maybe a gravity. Maybe it's just I'm just scared or like disinterested in banality, and I want everything to be like ecstatic. And if it's not ecstatic, it needs to be. Yeah, but wait, we're the same in that regard. We're both theatrical. we're both disinterested in banality. Um, but we both react to that in different ways. But I think you have a much higher tolerance for it than me. Yeah, but that's maybe like you'll find. Yeah, yeah, but that's maybe because I'm more functioning in society than you, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I have a job, and I like I'm not an artist. Um, like I have a nine to five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so do I. It's just it's yeah, just, we both have nine to fives, but in terms, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Really, it's not nine two five. Two five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like twelve to one. Yeah. <laughs> The lunch hour. <laughs> the lunch, the lunch hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. You're I, right. yeah. Just because I have a tolerance for it doesn't mean I enjoy it. Though. I just have a higher tolerance for banality. But yeah, so I think I've just also decided at some point I know what I'm, ha- what like makes me happy, what I want in my life, and I just um, don't feel like I have time for anything, time else. for anything, or can be bothered. But I've also become. But bit, that's quite natural. I mean, but then that hasn't led that's to for you, everybody. Yeah, but that hasn't led to you becoming, you know, a dick. Because normally when people are like that, it leads to them, you know, cutting people out of their lives and things like that. But I don't think you've really done that. No. I mean, I don't think you need to be a dick. It's just that, you know, when you realize you like Chinese food. (laughs) 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 Do you watch? Shall I order some Chinese food? No, I can't eat Chinese food. (laughs) You don't even like Kung Pao chicken. No, 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 I'm allergic to all of it. (laughs) Um, But... No, yeah, I think that when you... Uh... <laughs> it's definitely a podcast about Chinese food. Yeah, it's definitely Not about Chinese truth. Yeah, no, yeah. When you realise you like Chinese food, then, then you should go to a Chinese restaurant. That's, yeah, but that's quite interesting that I don't value truth at all. Not in the same way that you do. Yeah. Like, even when we're telling stories... I'm happy, I'm much happier embellishing the story than providing a true representation of what happened. Yeah, but why? Because you just want the theatre. Well, I just want the theatre, yeah. I want the theatre of it. But see, for me, a good story has truth in it. Yeah, but like, there is, there's obviously still truth in it, like a myth. There's still truth in the myth, but it's just been embellished to a level to give it a grandiose sort of structure and grandiose, like, bring about grandiose... But let's say, like, something actually happens to you. So, like, a myth is a kind of... Uh, you know, it's a metaphor that uses the archetypes to mimic some kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. truth of reality. Yeah. But what you're doing is just taking a something true, true that happened, yeah. and just changing the details. <laughs> no, but the, the the fabric is still the same. It's I just think... maybe some bits have been embellished. Yeah, but just to give the story a bit more gravitas, or like a bit more, just evoke a few more emotions. 
But I feel like the things that you change in a story don't really change the essence of the story. They just make it shinier. Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm doing, right? Yeah. And that's maybe my aversion to truth, because maybe truth isn't shiny. So whereas when I add a little bit of like, glitter to it, it makes it shinier. But maybe that's because you're scared. Maybe you're scared to. Have but that's somebody... what I think. But we do that's that. That's intimacy. That's the intimacy is scared. Because but we people... do that with emotions, right? If I tell you I love you, it's better than just saying you know I enjoy spending time with you. Yeah, but I think a lot of people do this so, uh, unconsciously. Yeah, but you do it very consciously. Yeah, I do it consciously. Yeah, but I still don't get why. <laughs> like I don't. Well, yeah, you say like to embellish, the, but you've told me you've told me beautiful stories before. No, they're all true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you, but, then, but then you've told me the story that you've told somebody else. And that I've added so much to it. Or even the pool thing. Oh, yeah, that's the butterfly story. My butterfly story, you know, you, I've told you that story. You know what that was. And you just changed all the details. I just made it a really beautiful yeah, story. You just, but the thing is, what was so beautiful about that story was not really, like, the, your story is a better story than mine. The narrative is better. Yeah, but it's changed the beauty of this. It's changed what made the story beautiful. Yeah, because the yeah. whole fabric of that story was the things that he said. It was all like this beautiful dialogious um, interaction. And without the dialogue, the story wasn't that no, beautiful. No, I was trying but to But make... you made it into a beautiful thing that had nothing to do with the story. It doesn't, it com- <laughs> it doesn't, contain, it doesn't abide by the essence. Yeah, but the point of that story, the story that I created, is because I wanted to evoke this emotion where, you know, I'm... I, because I use it on dates, right? Yeah, to manipulate people. No, not to manipulate. I use it. The point of the story is that I want to tell people that they need to have more interests than just me. If they're going to be in a relationship with me, there has to be more interests than just me. I don't want a relationship where it's just the two of us and we're like joined at the hip. We have to have our own friends, our own things. Wait, our own okay, dates. so if you've ever been on a date with Shai, yeah, can, you just, can you message us in to say if... It, and he's told you this story, if that's what your takeaway was. Because <laughs> I've never, I've never got, yeah. got that as a takeaway from you. You never got that as a takeaway. That's the point that of I the should story. Be more interest, I should be interested in things other than you. Yes. Yeah, because that goes I with really my theory you're like, of like non-attachment <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I thought it's more like, you know, I have really good stories. You should be interested in me. I never thought about it that way. No, but also, like, in a, in a story trade-off, I'm always willing, I want to hear other people's stories. Like, I've yeah, heard yeah, my stories sure. enough times, right? I don't care about these. Yeah, yeah, you do have amazing stories as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think but that was, that maybe you're just like this amazing storyteller who just distorts. But most good stories are distortions of the truth anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have like a, yeah, they resemble yeah. some truth, but they're like, you know, fictionalized. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. then the, the, the problem is that, you know, maybe I'm becoming too much of a storyteller and I'm becoming addicted to making the truth shiny. So maybe that's why I don't value truth Dude, anymore. Okay, so maybe we are actually on. Yeah, like, because I feel like I do this as well. Yeah, because I don't value truth anymore because everything, every story is slightly embellished or every, everything is slightly yeah, shinier. Yeah. But what I actually realized the other day is that this is, because I feel like I've done this a few times because I'm so obsessed with this notion of poetry yeah. and theater of like this. So that's grand, really interesting that you're so obsessed like, with truth, but also, you know. In your, that, yeah. yeah, but I think that's because I want that intense reality, that deep sort of, um, so it's not truth, it's to do with that deep experience where I feel like I've really lived in this world, right? Yeah. But what I realized that is if we're making... making you don't we're feel, making, You didn't feel like that way before when you were living the chaotic lifestyle? Um, I, no, I did, but much more in a sort of FOMO kind of way. Like in a uh, much yeah, more... Yeah. Um, in a much more Bavian way. Yeah, just yeah. that I want to... Yeah, I want to taste all of the dishes. Yeah, yeah, I want to eat not, all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not like, yeah. Yeah. Not swirl the kampara in my mouth. Oh, so that's amazing. Maybe you should just eat the same dish. 
Over yeah, and over so I again. used to just really think, like, Sometimes I go through a phase where I'm like, I'm, I'm, missing, I'm, I'm missing the point. So I just eat <laughs> rice every day for a week. Just and a what, bowl of rice. And then what happens? Huh? Well, then I become intolerant to rice. <laughs> then you have Doctors to, like you're eating too, too much wait, rice. That's the perfect analogy, right? So if you just find the depth in one thing, you become intolerant to it. Yeah, but there's not, like, the thing is, our life is so varied, regardless of how much we, regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much going on, especially if we live in London or whatever, you're never going to get to a point where there's, like, when too you, much, there, there's too much, still yeah. so much variety, like, in this moment, there's so much going on, and if we paid enough depth to, like, all of it, we'd just, like, explode. Yeah, that's true, but that's what you're trying to do, right? Or are you just trying to find one... Something in that moment that you can stick to. No, 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 no. Because that's also, that's not true because it's fixating on something. It's like, it's about connecting to the things that are around you, whether it's, you know, Kung Pao chicken or not. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I <feel> like, <laughs> okay, I think if there's, if there's like a Chinese restaurant that wants to sponsor us with a Kung Pao chicken, I think, I think we've earned it. But Chinese restaurants, Karl Marx, communism, oh, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. maybe too much. Maybe. Too much, yeah, yeah. People will think that we are actually a communist also, podcast. Also, I really don't like Chinese food. Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even mentioned Chinese food recently. Well, maybe that's the Why problem. is it on your mind? Well, I, I had Chinese food for the first time. Oh, you yeah, had Chinese food for the first time? What, earlier? Did yeah, you have yeah. Kung Pao chicken? No. <laughs> I just had rice. You just had... Oh, just Chinese rice? Yeah, yeah. What made it Chinese? Um, it was in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and I was with my grandma, and she's like... Mm, what is this? And I was like, rice. And she's like, Halle, I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> did she eat anything? Huh? Did she have anything to eat? Yeah, she had, she, what did she call China, China glass. China glass. <laughs> she called it China glass. It was just ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that Chinese restaurant must have thought you were bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so actually, okay, fine. So is there truth in the statement that you don't like Chinese food? No, no, is no. Is that it's, true? It's nonsense. That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah, because that means, like, at one moment I didn't like the food that I was given, which happened to be Chinese. It doesn't mean I don't like Chinese food. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think people get too identified with this sort of thing. You yeah. You go to a Chinese this restaurant, is... they eat some rice, and they're like... So, um, this is another like reason why Chinese I don't food. value truth, because it's only true in that one moment. No, but this is what I'm talking about. It's not about truth. This, like, yeah, okay, fine. But so then maybe we're on the same page because I'd, I'm right, saying right, right. that can't I be you spent this whole podcast <laughs> saying that we're on different pages. No, because I'm on the because I believe in uh, I want truth, but I also believe that truth is not assertable. Truth is not assertable, or not like uh, kind of rationalistically assertable. We can't say some categoric kind of truth. Truth, yeah, about something. I think a poem represents truth in many ways because it sort of transcends the the kind of the the concretion of language, right? So it goes to something beyond it. The the poetry deals with the ineffable, just the being of life. And I think, like, if we connect to the being of life, then um, then there's there's truth in that. And I think that's what relationships are. And so, like, it's not about. I mean, being honest, yeah, right, allows you to connect to something which is true in the person, but it's not really about the things that you're saying to each other. It's yeah. about the sort of connection that you're having with each other. So that's the other thing. That's the other reason why I don't value honesty or truth. Because it's just words. Like, I'm much more willing to just show my emotions and show my, and okay. let my actions show how I feel about you. Okay, so fine. Then are you happy to, be, to express your emotions truly? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. I am. Yeah. So it's only but an also, issue I with think, language. Yeah, but I also think that's because uh, I haven't got to a stage where I can control my emotion. Would you like to? Uh, I think you're quite in control of your emotions. I know, I'm in quite control of my emotions, but I'm re- when I really, really feel something, like you know, anger or like really intense passion or something, I can't, I can't control it. Really? I've never seen you in this state. Well, I mean, anger doesn't really come, but like this intensely passionate thing, like I can't control it. Would you want to? I, well, it's like, like, it would be amazing to have total control over my emotions and words. That would Why? be incredible. Just because it's practical. Not so much because it's practical, but I think that sort of, that level of being, that level of power over yourself is just, it's amazing. Like, I don't know anyone that is capable of doing that. Yeah. Okay. But that, but you want, you want that power just for the power? For the power. I don't think it would actually serve any, it would probably, it would probably just lead to me manipulating people. Well, I think a lot of people, a lot of people would like to, if they could have true power over their sadness, like not feel yeah, sadness, exactly. Right? People would want that, right? Yeah, it would be amazing. But the but the sort of, I guess, like what people say or the prevalent theory is that you don't you don't have power over your sadness. You just suppress it, right? So you yeah. just figure a way to either yeah. explore it and deal yeah. with it, show it, explain it, or you just push it under. Yeah. But you're not talking about you're talking about. I'm not talking about suppressing to, it. I'm talking about an actual ability. For it not to be conveyed on my face that I'm feeling sad. Yeah, but that is a form of suppression, right? Like, I think I can do that pretty well. I just kind of given up on it a bit more really? recently. Because I feel it's more honest and true. So, yeah, so what I was saying before is what I realized. Like, I, I live this, I've always lived this very, like, narrative, poetic reality where I'm trying to get to this grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I've I realized true, is yeah. that actually, if you try to create a, a kind of hologram or a narrative in order to feel deeply. Um, within the world, then it's actually the most pessimistic way yeah, of living. It is because it, what what lives underneath that foundation is that reality as it is is not beautiful enough. Yeah, as in, and that's why you have to create this hologram. You have to. But maybe that's hologram. why we don't create holograms anymore. Yeah, true. But do, do you or do you not? Yeah, I don't do it anymore. Actually, since we recorded the podcast on holograms, yeah. I actually haven't created that many holograms. So I've changed like quite a lot in this, but I think it's yeah. actually like a lot of it's to do with you. Really? Yeah. yeah, like I feel like you've helped me become more unattached and more like... So um, quite a few people have told me yeah. that I'm helping them become non-attached. But I don't know if that's a healthy space to be in. I don't know if... Like I'm very non-attached and I like maybe... But that leads, like you said, to me just hovering on the surface. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. For me, I've been... I was thinking about this. Like I think I'm a nightmare to be friends with or a nightmare to date because I'm very non-attached. I think I forget people exist. Yeah, when I'm not with them because I'm really I'm attached to the idea of like when I see them like like uh, it's like this beautiful moment and when we're not together I'm really about thinking about what it's going to be like when we're together the next time. Yeah, I don't know. This just sounds very like I don't know. This doesn't make enlightened. I don't think yeah, too enlightened. Yeah, yeah. Even though it, I just explained just it so hard badly. To navigate in no, no. I think it's was... yeah, but I think in the reality that we live in, it's it's very. Yeah, bad to be this non-attached because people expect texts every day. People expect no, but I think things like no, but I think if you can, if you explain, but then that's where maybe honesty comes into yeah, but play, think, where you say that this is like how I feel, this is how it is, but and you still act from kindness. You don't, yeah. you don't like as long as the actions are. It's it's maybe a hard thing for people to understand because it's quite uncommon. Yeah, 
But that's the thing. Right. It's like a different way of living. But if yeah. you can live that, I think a lot of people would want to be in that space. But so what I've been thinking about recently is that I am a little less fixated on like things that happen in life, less attached to outcome, less attached to kind of notions I have of people or images I have of people. But I don't know if that's manifested as a kind of apathy. Yeah, do you just not care about anything? Well, so I still, is... I still think I care because I, I think I care about a, like a lot. Yes. I, think, you know, <laughs> I think in a way, like not in, yeah, but... in a bad way, but I think that's one difference is that I'm very like caring about things, even if it's just to do with aesthetics, like where yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. is or like, and you yeah. just don't seem to care. I don't care about it, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and I like, I like that idea that I just create so much beauty. Beauty and energy, yeah, like yeah. I kind of, I put so much energy into just like caring about things, but it is so tiring. Yeah, I was going to say, but maybe the reason why you're deviating away from that is just like for health reasons. Yeah, it's because it, 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 is, does, it's it just exhausting. feels great to just be like free and just like unattached to outcome. Yeah, but I, I, like even today, you were five hours late. <laughs> like it doesn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. Like it's just, just mostly because I know you're shy and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you're also very like forgiving of that. But it's, but it's just like, you know, I was quite excited to see you, but I'm not like I have to see you in the the way this evening has to be, and we have yeah. to podcast in this way, and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas before, I would have a very fixed kind of agenda of how things. I would never communicate the agenda. But yeah, I have yeah, this like very fixed, idea very fixed image things, in yeah. my head, and when it doesn't yeah. necessarily play out, um, or like I would do a lot of things to manifest certain realities, and I was actually really good at it. Like I actually kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. managed to manifest these, but the anxiety before was not worth it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, now I'm just like calm. I'm just like, well, if if he gets here at eleven, then that's <laughs> that's fine. We'll just like we'll, we'll do still, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, but actually, so I think. Uh, Part of the reason why I do that is because I do like this sort of flow. Because, uh, like, if we do have this sort of strict agenda, then I just don't think we'll ever actually achieve it. Like, I really like just going with the flow. Like, even if I'm out for drinks with a friend, you know, like, what when we do, when we just pick someone random and we just follow them, and then we're going to, like, the third bar that they walk past or something. Like, I like that. Uh, I yeah, like yeah. that. It feels so freeing. It feels, it feels like, like, you're yeah. like you're... But I, I think I, what I like about that, again, is that it feels like I'm living in something... We are, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, like, I'm governed by life. I'm so, like, I'm yeah, yeah, we're letting alive. life make decisions. Yeah, make, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, recent, yeah. that's interesting that we're both doing the same thing, but for slightly different reasons. Yeah. So, well, what I find is also like, even though I think our kind of, maybe our philosophical architecture wasn't the same, I feel like I've had a lot of ideas and a lot of theories and I've worked on sort of bringing them kind of into life. But when I met you, or when we spent time, you kind of manifest a lot of my ideas in a way that I didn't know. Oh, really? Which I wasn't manifesting. But what's and you've exact? actually allowed me, like this. Like, I talk a lot about flow state and... Blah, blah, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And the truth is, you don't really talk yeah, about, I talk it about it yeah, yeah. You just actually kind of live it. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, I've started to, yeah, kind of, like, flow with that more. Yeah. But then maybe that's always also, because I'm always more actions over words, right? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I Whereas guess. you've been always maybe more words over actions. Yeah. Where, am I? Yeah. Well, I think when you were ill, you had to be, right? More words over action. Yeah, you had to No, be. no, no. I think it was very much. Like, what I, I kind of did a lot of thinking, and I was, this all came from like very 
powerful like visceral sensations I'm having. And then I built a lexicon around that. Yeah. And now I'm so used to the lexicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got to put a lot of effort to connect to the actual. Yeah, because you've got the lexicon, right? Maybe you don't reality. need to experience that reality anymore. Yeah, but I still miss it, and I still think it's important that I, you know, that I'm connected to the space in which like these ideas come from. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think that just little things like you know we just randomly go to. Yeah, I think it, it's also. I guess it's hard to find two people that who, want to do this. Who want to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. yeah, most people are like, why can't we just eat in this good restaurant that we know about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, why are you on some random bus going nowhere to do nothing? And I'm like, well. I it did feels this. Great. I like whenever I try to do when, actually whenever I try to do that follow people thing. Yeah. People are just like, no, we just we just no. can't do it. So okay. Also, we should say that when we when we follow people, we do actually follow people, but we do it from a safe and respectable distance. This is not, and we try not to let them know that we're following them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is, that doesn't make it better. That just sounds more stalkery. Yeah, okay, no, fine. We let them know that we're following them. And then, <laughs> then we go, but this is, this is a, then we go to like the third restaurant that they walk past or whatever yeah, yeah. number we've seen that day. So it could be like the eighth restaurant or the tenth restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And then if they don't walk past that many restaurants, we have to pick someone else and follow them. Yeah, yeah. Or we just, we just get bored of one person. We go, yeah, yeah. we follow a dog. Uh, we're, yeah, we're like, yeah. pick a number, then jump on number eight. Bus. Yeah, get on the bus. Yeah, okay, fine. But so, okay, so yeah. I actually had quite a big revelation the other day. No way, okay. Um, and I think this is... Oh, holy shit. This is maybe what's actually... I realized that yeah. at the end of I like that you life, stood up to tell me this. Yeah, yeah, There's loads of adding, yeah. like, adding something to it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. this is like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very simple, it's very basic, but it's like at the end of the life... I the life. You're the life. The life. This is the life. <laughs> uh, all the past life we're building up to this life. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think right. that's what scares me the most. Oh shit, that this is the life. This is the life. Yeah. Um, we should do a podcast on fit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but anyway, so, so at the end of this life. I'm scared of Chinese food. <laughs> Don't want to hear anything more about Chinese food. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I, what I realized is like at the end of the life, what we really care about is probably not actually the things that we do or we did, but the person that we are. And what I realized is that actually the decisions that we make and the things we should do should be based on the person we want to be not the things we want to have or achieve. So who is the person that you are and who is the person that you want to be? So, no, 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 I'm not talking about the person that I am. I'm talking about, so let's take the restaurant example. Let's <laughs> say I want Kung Chinese chicken. food. Hypothetical <laughs> 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 reasons. Okay, so then I orchestrate my life in order to get Chinese food. Get Chinese food. But the person I want to be is somebody who's Eating free <laughs> and flowing and whatever. Oh. So I become that person and I allow the universe or whatever to make kind that of, decision. Yeah, make that decision and give me hopefully Kung Pao chicken. <laughs> right? Because at the end of the day, the person that I am while I'm experiencing the Kung Pao chicken, the person that I am while I'm going to the Kung Pao chicken uh, creates like a more powerful experience when you build them up together um, than just, the, the, just the series going. of dinners. Yeah. Right? The series yeah. of the actual food. So I just think that, and this has given me quite a big faith in just reality and stuff i'm just like and in work as well i don't i'm not so fixated on um you know working with certain people that a lot of the time i'm just i'm like oh well this artist want to work with me they probably won't they'll yeah, think my yeah, work is you get to in your own head and, yeah. and, la, la, la. Um, and i'll just say well as long as i'm just being the person i want to be then i'll work with the people i'm meant to be working with yeah for sure and it doesn't it doesn't matter because if i'm if i'm so if i'm not the person 
I'm wanting to be, yeah. while I'm working with the person I want to work with, I will never enjoy that experience. Yeah, I will yeah. never make anything that beautiful. But this is very freeing. Yeah, it's hugely freeing. And I think this is like a lot to do with uh, your, your influence on my life, or like building up. And I think these, this is an idea that it's not, it's not that revolutionary. It's something that I've held for a while. Yeah. But it's kind of come to its apex, and it's beginning to manifest. And it's beautiful, more. right? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I it's really... Groovy. Also, I feel like we need to comment on how much use you've got out of this Kung Pao chicken analogy. Like, yeah. it's just... Uh, you've applied it to so many things in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. Also, I'm, I'm really happy for you. It's a really, so that's the kind of state that I think I live in, and I do find it very yeah. freeing. But, but I do feel like I... But I've, it's obviously I've a flawed grew, state. I shift. Flawed? Right. Yeah, I think it's flawed in that... You know, I think I'm impossible to date. For example, number one, I'm impossible to date. I think I'm quite hard to be friends with. Number two. Number three, it means that, you know, uh, I'm either extremely good at my job or maybe I'm actually extremely bad at it. I, like, I think that's yeah, but I think, other people I think, to decide. I think there's thing, we need to separate things a little bit because there's notions of um, consideration and kindness, kindness and things that still need to come in. You, it's maybe hard to navigate. You need to be able to understand that this is kind of a way in which you want to live, but also um, other people don't live in that space. And yeah. It's not necessarily the best so space that's for my, them to live in. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to kind of... So that's my fear that actually uh, I'm so resolute in this that actually people have to either adapt to my way of living or they get or cut out. Yeah, yeah, or piss off. And actually, that's quite problematic, right? I never actually want to change someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Maybe we should, maybe we should go for Chinese food and see if the answer's there. <laughs> okay, but I'm, not, I'm a... not ordering Kung Pao chicken after all of this. Yeah, going to have to get something else. Me neither. I don't like Chinese <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Let's just stop this. I'm tired. I can't... I can't no, let's go do Chinese food. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. You eat, I'll watch. <laughs>